Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Who we got on the mic today on this Friday, August the 5th? There it is. There it is. Wheezy. Instrumental. Amelie. Wake up Friday, August the 5th. Good to see y'all good people in the building. Good to see y'all here. Lindsey Mack, Robert Marlin, Patrick Price, Fizzle Dollars, Mike A, Dynasty Barry. How y'all doing this morning? Good people. End of the week. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Training camp buzz. We got some contract extensions. Jay Rich with the news. Got a lot going on on this Friday. Jay Rich, how you doing, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I was just rapping the Amelie lyrics. You know, you, you played yeah. me that little preview, and it's just crazy, you know, to think how quickly you can recognize a song like that, one that was just iconic. Um, it was literally everywhere. But good morning to everybody. I hope you enjoyed the football game yesterday, Ray. I mm. don't know. Did you watch it? Tell the people. Did you watch a little, it? A little bit. I had it on. I had uh, my Discord, yeah, the AMA. The right? Yeah, the AMA was yeah. last night. So I had that, like, I had it on the TV, but I couldn't, like, listen to everything. I wanted to, yeah. I really wanted, I was really interested in the Matthew Berry fantasy football piece. Yes. I think that was a big, big step forward for the fantasy industry to have a big name person like Matthew Berry on there talking about fantasy football during the game. I thought, I, I saw some clips from it. It seemed like it was a good little piece, but I didn't get to see it live. Did you watch the game? No, I didn't watch the game. Okay. I didn't. But yeah, okay. that was really cool. So shout out to Matthew Berry for that. Obviously signed on with NBC Sports. Um, so that's really cool. He's going to be doing some sideline reporting. And I believe he also did a piece at halftime. And yep. I saw one this morning. He was talking about your boy Zeke, actually. Yeah, saying that's the one I saw. in fantasy this year. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see for Matthew Berry, for sure. Yeah, that's the one I saw. I saw Matthew Berry on there. Big thing for the fantasy space, man. You know, it's, 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 it's one and the same with sports betting now. So to integrate that into the actual game, Jay, I thought that was a, is a really cutting edge, innovative step. And it gives us some hope that maybe one day uh, on the halftime of an NFL game, they bring us on to do uh, to bullshit up there. I doubt it. I doubt those cards are in our maybe future. Maybe not, but you never know. But Bill yeah, Belichick has other plans, right? There's, yeah, well, Bill Belichick, yeah, we'll get into that. He said he doesn't care about your fantasy team. Uh, I said good morning to people, right? I already said good morning to the people, right? Not oh, really. Jo- not really. You can say good morning to One them. day I'll get a shout-out from Ray. Shout-out right now, Johnny. Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y. True Gill. Johnny Trud... Trud- How do you say his last name, Jay? Trudgel? Trudgel? Trudgel. Trudgel. Let's call him Mr. Trudgel. Let's call it. What's up, Johnny? Shout out to you, big dog. Uh, Jay Rich, we got some news to talk about, right? Is it is it your turn? Is it time for some is it time for some straight facts, baby? I think it's time for some straight facts. Let's get into some straight facts, man. Let's do it. Unfortunately, the biggest news yesterday was actually not out of the NFL world. It was out of 
the basketball world, talking about Brittany Griner, who was sentenced to nine years in prison for drug position. She was found guilty and did plead guilty in Russia. Um, the bigger news, I think, with this story more than anything else, I'm not going to get into the political side of it, but basically what Ray, she was waiting for was this sentencing. That's why she pled guilty and she apologized to the Russian people. And now basically it's up to the politicians to work out a prisoner swap between America and Russia. Um, obviously, a lot of people talking about how she's wrongfully convicted and she's being held captive. And I believe the number was like there's 40 prisoners that are capture, captured in other countries overseas. Brittany Griner has been there for, I believe, five months and there's been outcry. There's been people trying to get her brought back home. And so now with this sentencing for nine years, I believe the maximum was 10. So she did get a slightly lighter sentence. They can finally start to expedite that process to bring her home for that prisoner swap. But just a really sad story overall to see someone who literally one of the best players in the WNBA just stuck there can't play and the sad the sadder part about this story I think overall is actually that she was playing in Russia because they don't make enough money in the WNBA so they players yeah. do play overseas um and so it's kind of a larger issue than just what was going on with her and I think it speaks to how women's sports still needs to be more fairly compensated for what they do yep. so they don't have to do these types of things in other countries so um did want to talk mention that because it's a really sad story that people need to know but getting on to some other news, um, I think the biggest story on Wednesday was actually Marquise Brown being not being suspended, being arrested for criminal speeding, which I believe is a misdemeanor, not a felony. So again, criminal speeding, I believe it was if you're driving over 85 miles an hour in Phoenix is considered criminal speeding. You know, everywhere has different speeding laws. But I believe the report was he was going over 120 miles an hour. So it makes sense why he was arrested. Um, I don't think this is a really big deal, though, unless for something happens, Ray. I don't know if you have any more thoughts on this. We can get to that a little bit later. No, he's just, but, he's just an idiot. But yeah, yeah. Uh, football so wise, he, he's just an idiot. Like, come on, yeah. man. Come on. He didn't practice. So he didn't practice yesterday, but he's also dealing with a hamstring injury. And Cliff Kingsbury said he's expected to be back on Monday. So we should see him on the field on Monday. But beyond that, no real concerns other than the fact that he was arrested. Deontay Johnson did get his contract extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two-year extension, $39.5 million with $27 million guaranteed. Not what I think we were expecting, especially considering his production. You know, his production is on par with his other classmates in the 2019 class. He's the 17th highest paid wide receiver in football. A.J. Brown is fifth. D.K. Metcalf is seventh. Debo is eighth. Terry is ninth. And Hunter Renfro is 23rd. Gives him a little bit of financial security. Um, what does it mean for the Steelers? I think it means that DJ is obviously back for two more years. But beyond that, Ray, I think the thing that kind of hit me this morning I was thinking about is maybe he was at practice and he was like, oh, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is my year where I'm going to have that career year to force <laughs> that contract extension. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got Mitch Trubisky, he's got Mason Rudolph, and if they're not going to pay him, he has to, you know, make, make that money, right? We look at Aaron Judge in baseball earning that $350 million that he demanded from the New York Yankees. And I think Deontay Johnson knows he's not going to get that this year. I mean, you look at his production, he's first amongst his entire draft class in reception since being drafted. I believe he's fourth in yards. He's fourth in touchdowns. So he's right there, but not quite valued to the Steelers as a way he is to some of these other guys. I would agree he's not as dominant as some of these other players, but it kind of sucks to see him be the 17th highest paid wide receiver in football when all these guys are in the top 10. Now, Ray, I don't know if you saw this, but your boy Shohei Otani hit two home runs yesterday. Yep. The Angels as a team hit seven home runs and they lost eight to seven to the Oakland A's, the worst team in baseball. The Angels are just breaking records left and right in historic fashion. They're the first team or the second team in history to hit seven home runs, seven solo shots and lose eight to seven. And the first team in history to hit seven solo shots and not score another run another way. Um, the Angels wow. are in a tailspin right now. Yeah. 
Mike Trout isn't playing, so that is notable, but the Angels are one of the worst teams in baseball with two of the best players of their generations. Now, I want to talk quickly about Matthew Stafford because he is yeah. dealing with an elbow injury. Yeah. And Sean McVay basically said it's a little abnormal for a pit for a hitter. Or sorry, I'm saying pitch hitter still. <laughs> a little abnormal for a quarterback to have an elbow injury. And realistically, I look at it as the standpoint of pitchers, right? You know, going back to baseball, it's probably a UCL injury. And I know that, you know, we were talking to Jeff Mueller, our injury analyst for Destination Debbie, about this, and he was trying to make sense of what it could be. Chances are it's probably a UCL and it's probably a pain management issue. And so we'll see what happens. But I mean, you know, we got some overs on Matthew Stafford this year, like 4,600 yards. Yeah. I'm definitely a little bit concerned. And I think the other quote that came out a few days ago that's important to remember is that Sean McVay also said he believes that he has two RB1s on his roster in Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Ugh. How much does he really believe that? Ugh. I don't know. But th I think that goes to show that they may be leaning more on the running game because of Matthew Stafford's potential injury. And so it's more of a pain management issue it seems they're still doing the treatment every day but it may limit him in practice going forward and we'll see whether or not that impacts him during the season obviously don't want to see that happening for a star quarterback especially in your throwing elbow but we'll have to monitor that going forward and then another big story that was out of women's basketball was UConn star of the women's basketball team Paige Beckers tore her ACL in yeah. a pickup game Damn. so now unfortunately she's gonna miss the entire season and Ray I don't know if you knew this but she's also draft eligible this year and so we've talked about this with college athletes quite a bit and she's in the conundrum now where she has a seven-figure NIL deal, but she is eligible for the WNBA draft. So obviously, if she was to declare for the WNBA draft, she would become, you know, probably a top 10 pick at worst, probably even top five, but she would lose out on all that NIL money that she's yep. making right now. And so she's at kind of a crossroads where she can go back to college, she can perform well, try to be the number one pick, and still earn that money. Or does she ultimately go to the WNBA where she would eventually, you know, be a star? We know how good she is. But a super sad story because she also tore her meniscus last year in December and did make it back for the tournament. But her her time in college so far has been tremendous. You know, I believe she was the AP Women's Player of the Year as a freshman. But since then, injuries galore for her. So hopefully she can get back on track. And yesterday, look, we talked about the opening of the show. What do you want to say something about that? I was just going to say the highest paid WNBA player right now is Jewel Lloyd from Seattle, 230000 yeah. So <laughs> if Paige is getting seven figures at UConn, yeah. uh, I, I, might, I might opt to stay. 100%. Yeah, and I think that's a real concern, right? And, and it's not just her. This could be a thing for other college athletes as well that are stars in college, but maybe aren't going to be stars in the NFL, NBA, etc. So I think there is real concerns that she does stay. And I honestly, if I was her, I would stay too because there's really no reason for her to leave, in my opinion. Now, yesterday, the Raiders spanked the Jags in Canton 27 to 11. Hey, hold on, 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 hold on. Hey, if you don't want to be here and listen to the news, take that negative shit out of here, bro. We don't want to hear that. Okay, out of here. Go ahead, Jay. So we are on to football now with the Raiders spanking the Jags in Canton. Samir White, in my opinion, was the star of the game. 11 carries, 52 yards, four targets, three receptions, which led the team and 23 yards. And your boy, Snoop Connor didn't do a whole lot. Um, we saw that the Jags really focused on the passing game for some reason instead of the running game. They only ran the ball 16 times to the Raiders who ran the ball 33 times. I think the other crazy development was that Josh Jacobs played more snaps than we were projecting um, initially. We didn't think he'd play at all, but he did end up getting some carries, which... I don't know how I feel about that in the Hall of Fame game, but hopefully it was to get some continuity between the running backs and the offensive line. Josh McDaniel's going to do what he's going to do. I'm not going to question it too much right now, but it was surprising to see him in the game, especially so often. 
But on top of that, the last piece of news is Deshaun Watson. The NFL is appealing the six-game suspension. Yep. What does that mean? We don't really know. But Roger Goodell was able to choose who ultimately sees this sees this hearing. And it's going to be the former New Jersey Attorney General, Peter C. Harvey, to hear this appeal decision. And this is a guy who apparently has worked with the NFL for some years, is a good friend of Roger Goodell. So say that fair or not, but at least it's not Roger ultimately coming up with the ruling. But he's going to be the one to hear the appeal. And apparently he also helped develop some things for the NFL, including the personal conduct policy. So a gentleman who's very familiar with the policy overall and the inner workings of it. So hopefully we get some resolution on it sooner than later, but definitely not an unbiased source to uh, hear this appeal, but we'll see what happens with Watson overall. Probably we'll get at least a 12-game suspension, um, and we'll see kind of going from there whether they want to go for that indefinite they were talking about with a minimum one-year ban for Deshaun Watson this season. Now, Ray, is there anything you want to touch on from all those stories, or do you want to kind of get to further news that we have? Josh Jacobs was really playing, like, the whole first really last playing. night. Like, legit, Josh Jacobs, was. that was the most shocking thing. When I looked up and I saw 28 on the field, and then he's gashing off 15, 16-yard runs left and right last night. Uh, maybe they just wanted to see what – I don't know if it's a running back uh, uh, battle here or yeah. why the hell was Josh Jacobs on the field last night? I don't know, man. Only five carries, right, for 30 yards. Only, six shit. Carry, which, was, looks, which, which looks good. That was a lot more Two than receptions. I thought Jacobs would get. Yeah, he should have got nothing. Two receptions, yeah. 14 yards. So it was, I mean, the good thing, more than anything, honestly, was that the running backs got a lot of work in the passing game, right? Which I think we're used to seeing from a New England offense, but not as much from a Raiders offense. So curious to see how that develops over time in this offense, but definitely a lot of receiving work from the running backs in the Raiders system. I'd be curious to see if that continues going forward. Well, I, I do want to talk about Matthew Stafford in the arm. And, I, and I'm, I'm asking this question generally, right? Like, maybe there's somebody in the in the audience that that knows about you know tendonitis and you see like is is this a concern like should because every time they they're saying like oh be concerned and then i see him bombing uh bombed a 50 yard or the 2-2 at well like is this something that we like really need to be concerned about with with matthew stafford or is it just like camp hysteria like is this a problem jay like from what you've seen I mean, so my opinion on it really is that it it's, depends really on how you would classify this level of strain, right? If it is a strain, then it's management, right? So if you're going to make a direct correlation to pitchers, the thing with pitchers is that they throw so hard and they really snap their elbows that's what tears it, breaks it, right? So if he's dealing with a bit of a strain, usually when it comes to pitchers, they'll take some time off because they throw so hard. In the case of of a you know an NFL quarterback, they're not really throwing like that, right? They're not really snapping that elbow as much. So it's probably more of a pain management issue, but there's still the potential for him to entirely tear that tendon if that's the problem, at which point he would need Tommy John surgery, right? And he'd be out for over a year. So there is there is still the concerns there. And I think more so than anything, it's it's the management. And if we know he's injured, the Rams know he's injured, and they don't need to throw, there may be a potential that they just run the ball more, especially in some of these games that we expect to be more shootouts. We saw the Rams last year throw it a lot, regardless of the situation, regardless of the score, they threw the ball a lot. And we might see less of that this season, knowing that Stafford is uh, not but, at but 100%. Jay, I, 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 but I don't want to rush to that yet, right? Like, like I'm with, like, I'm, I'm asking the question that I get. What could happen, like worst case, and maybe you, I, I, I know I'm asking you, and you're not a doctor, I'm not a doctor, but I just want your thoughts. But like, is it actually panic time, or are we, or is it one of those things like, look, this is, th this happens every year, don't worry about it. Like I, in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, Jimmy Garoppolo, but I know it was a shoulder. Like I just, 
is 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 this time to actually get worried about Stafford, man? Like, or, or it depends it, on what you're expecting, right? Like, well, if I'm you're expecting, expecting five thousand passing yards. That's what I'm and expecting. That's, then I think, yeah, you should be a little bit concerned, right? Because if you if you have an elbow injury and you're a quarterback, are you going to throw the ball as much as you can? Probably not. Is your coach going to make you throw the ball as much as you can? Probably not. He does. He's going to play through the pain. I think we all know that. But it's to the extent that how much does the team protect him? We can't possibly we can't possibly project that, right? So you just talk about you want to throw for 5,000 yards, but realistically at this point if you know he's got an ace an, a ucl injury he's probably not throwing for five thousand yards if we're just being honest about the situation so is he ceiling capped maybe not but from a yardage perspective he may not be throwing as much as we'd like to i think that's the potential downside for him he's not going to be a bad quarterback because he's still going to get a ton of touchdowns more than likely but maybe the yardage issue could be a bit of a problem i'm for not, him. Not, a I'm, shoulder, not but I'm not i'm not panicking yet I'm not panicking yet, man. Not yet. Until until they start like saying he's going to miss games or they get into the games and he can't throw the ball 35 times a game. I, I don't think I'm worried about it yet, Jay. But I don't I don't think you're going to know the extent of the injury ever. And so it's just being being aware that you may want Stafford to throw the ball 30 times, but if they don't have to throw the ball, they may try to protect him. Okay, by okay not I, get ball, I get that. I get that. That's, that's fair. Saying, that's right? fair. Which ultimately will bring his ceiling down every game, right? If they're these are still the Rams, like they're still one of the top teams in football. If they're playing a bad team, they may just run the ball forty times and win the game thirty to five. Not because with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, though. With Cooper, they're, they're gonna. I, I guess if they're anything, gonna throw, but they may not throw as much as we're hoping for. You want Cup and Robinson, like he's gonna throw, yeah. and he's probably just gonna throw those two guys over and over and over and over and over again with a little Higby here. You know, Van yeah. Jefferson's knee is an issue. I don't know if you saw it. Tutu Atwell is catching long passes, man. Mm -hmm. I know people kind of poo-pooed at the Tutu Atwell talk the other day, but listen, he does something that A-Rob and Cooper Cup don't do, right? He's got that that truly kind of game-changing, game-breaking speed, and not in the lineup league. I'm not telling you to draft him for redraft yeah. or where you got to set your lineup because I would never feel good about throwing Tutu Atwell out there in a lineup, but in the best ball format where – you're just looking for two or three spike weeks out of that guy, you know? I think I'm not going to panic yet. I'm definitely, that's why I wanted to bring it up today is, is anybody out there actually panic? What are you doing, you know, to acquire them? And I get it, Eric. People are like, nah, poo-poo on the tutu. But this is where this is where I disagree with some of the fantasy space. Like, I get it. He didn't produce early. But if he's on the field, man, and he's going to run downfield and Matthew Stafford's going to push that shit down there, then I'll take a shot on them in the right format, you dick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I and I get that absolutely. It's just kind of what is he what is he gonna do? And I guess, you know, but, if the, but you, if but the you, price is low enough, we it's worth it, a it shot. Is low. Right? What, what's the cost? It, it is low. It's free. He's probably on your yeah. waivers. The the price yeah. is free. The price is last round. The price is I'm betting on a great offense with a quarterback that's projected to throw for forty eight hundred yards that just lost their downfield threat in Van Jefferson that doesn't have some dynamic playmaker at tight end and looks like they only have two competent wide receivers. And he has a second-round draft pedigree. Whether we want it or not, he was drafted in round two and he's got four two wheels. Yeah. That, that To me, it's as simple as that, right? Like, and, and I'm So we can move on from 2-2. Two -two. Again, I'm not saying start him as your wide receiver three or your wide receiver four. I ain't saying none of that, man. I'm just saying in the right situation, in the right format, he could return value for us this year. 
Yeah, he could for sure. I mean, like I said, there, I don't know where I would rank him in those the yeah, best yes, ball I got receiver you. type of guys. But I mean, you're right. If you can get him for pretty cheap, he's probably worth it because again, he's probably playing on the best offense from a, just a flyer wide receiver in best ball. He's probably one of the number one targets from an offense perspective, right? There's not many offenses going to be better than the Rams this season. And he's probably one of the best options overall for me. Yeah. And I'm with you, Ben uh, uh, Shorts. Ben Skoranek might get more PT, but if I'm, yeah. if I'm acquiring Tutu, I guarantee the weeks that he does spike is more than what Ben Skoranek is going to get you week in and week out. Like that, yeah. the whole point is I don't want to have to guess when I'm playing him, right? That's why I'm talking about him in a best ball format. But speaking of wide receivers, Jay, uh, one wide receiver that I want to talk about is is a guy who I didn't see a lot of opportunity coming for him in particular here. In 2022, I thought he might be like a longer-term play, 2023, give him some time to cook, give him some time to get warmed up. But Sky Moore, man, Sky Moore is uh, is playing very well right now and running downfield, doing, uh, doing his thing in Kansas City. And reports are MVS is dropping the ball left and right. It reports yeah. are MVS can't hold on to the ball. It's a lot of Travis Kelsey. What are your thoughts on Sky Moore uh, this season? Like, again, we talked about him on this show saying, ah, nah, not going to be a this year play. They're using him out of the backfield. They're, they're running, you know, downfield routes. He's he's cooking right now in Kansas City Chiefs camp. Yeah. Oh, again, good offense. Opportunities are there. Uh, is, is Sky Moore a stardom, stardom and forget him type cat from week one? Week you, one from week one. So is, is okay, well, cat that week one you could draft him and throw him in your lineups from the, from the get go. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, and I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you start him every week, but week one he places the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals have one of the worst secondaries in the National Football League. And so if you do draft Sky Moore, you will definitely be playing him in week one. Now, beyond that, I'm not sure what you're looking at, but I think when you just talk about from a rookie wide receiver that you like, that you know we're seeing a lot of positive reports about, we're seeing him out of the backfield, we're seeing him running crossing routes, running deep. Those I, I don't know if you've noticed this, Ray, but his legs look bigger than I remember seeing them. Like yeah. When I see him in those shorts, I'm like, damn. But week one, you will be playing him. Like I couldn't imagine a better matchup. Like when we're talking about DFS and these types of things, that will be the number one target in DFS. It will be the Chiefs versus the Cardinals. It should be a shootout in week one. I believe it's already the highest over-under on the slate. You will be playing Sky Moore in that matchup, 100%. So, but beyond that, it's it's kind of how does he look in that first game and do you trust him moving forward? But I think if we're talking about you want to draft and play in week one, for the matchups perspective, you definitely would want to do that for sure. I didn't think I would say yes, but again... All reports are MVS is out there, I mean, dropping it like he's hot daily, yeah. just clanking off his hands, right? Uh, Juju's look good. Juju has looked good, right? Uh, yeah, he looks really he, good. He looks good, and he's running routes. We haven't seen Juju run since USC down the field. He's going down yeah. the field. But I think there is some room for, for this young man. And, and what I like the most about it, Jay, is how they're integrating him into the offense. You're seeing him in the backfield, motioning out, doing all this stuff. Like I'm kind of, I'm I'm kind of like, okay, maybe what we thought was 2023 is actually going to yeah. happen here in 2022. And what better quarterback to to pair that with than one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Um, somebody also brought up Isaiah Pacheco, and I talked about yes. uh, Isaiah Pacheco yesterday on the PFF podcast with Dwayne McFarlane, Ian Harditz. We talked about 
Isaiah Pacheco. And is he somebody that you not, we're talking a little bit of dynasty. They're talking oh. about, is that somebody you want in redraft this year? Oh, Isaiah boy. Pacheco. So if they're talking about it in redraft, like, I, I don't know if you, because he was on waivers, but I'm pretty sure at this point you, you can't get him You've off of waivers up, yeah. now. He's already been picked up. Do you think Pacheco's got a shot as a seventh round running back in the Kansas City Chiefs offense to make noise ahead of McKinnon, ahead of uh, Clyde and Ronald Jones and whoever else they have there. Do you think the seventh rounder from Rutgers, Rutgers University, is going to get it done for Kansas City this year? Maybe. And I'll just say because the situation to me is still wide open. You could say what you want about Jarek McKinnon, about Clyde, about Ronald Jones, about whoever ultimately is the starting running back, backup running back in Kansas City. But Pacheco's He's making some waves. He's looking good. You know, he's catching passes down the sideline on wheel routes. He's running routes. He's doing everything you want to see from a seventh round pick. Does that mean he's going to get opportunity? I don't know. And again, for redraft purposes, I don't know if I'd go that far because again, week one, week two, we don't expect much playing time for him unless for some reason we hear that he's going to be the starter or he's going to be the backup. But again, that's where I kind of have a bit of issues is that I love the talent. He's reporting well. He's looking good. Yeah, if yeah. he looks good in preseason, maybe. Maybe you can talk me into redraft. But for Dynasty, absolutely. You want to have him on your roster. But for redraft, I don't know if he's the best flyer uh, out there. Yes, but yes. He's probably That's, worth the shot. We, but said, we all agree. We, we, we're the redraft guys. So, I'm, I mean, I don't hate it, though. If you want to take that shot, you still got a month to figure it out. Yeah. And I think if you want to replace him in a month, go for it. But if you're drafting, Robert your is last pumping pick up. Right now, Robert is all in it. on Pacheco, man. Robert is all in on Pacheco. Uh, uh, Pete said, <laughs> Pete's probably right. Uh, five star Pete said, you got to start all the Chiefs wide receivers week one. You don't know who the hell is going to be. Start them all to figure out which yeah. one is going to be. Um, but and I, I saw somebody else say, um, uh, I think too when you're watching Pacheco and the Chiefs, it's I see that number ten. I see that number 10, and in my mind, I'm just like, hey, maybe a little Tyreek. He did run a 4-3, a little, th- little thicker than Tyreek Hill. But here's bit. the thing. What I said on that pod is, if there were an offense for the coach to utilize a, a undrafted guy, seventh round is damn near undrafted, it's Kansas City, man. They don't give a 100%. damn. They, they went and found Jarek McKinnon off the bench, off the couch, they, they rolled out Daryl Daryl Williams week in, week out mm-hmm. with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, they bring in Ronald. Like, if there, if there was a coaching staff that seems to not give a damn about draft capital and they're like, I'm putting the best, the best player on the field regardless, uh, unlike Dallas, who's going to continue to give the ball to Zeke over and over again, right, even though we know Pollard should probably get some more carries, Kansas City's the offense to do it, right? Kansas City's the offense where they're like, shit, if Pacheco's balling, put him out there. Put him out. Now, what's yeah. now? What's that going to give you long-term? I don't know. I'm not sitting here, Jay, saying Isaiah Pacheco is going to be uh, a top 10 running back. I'm not even I'm, I'm not even saying he's going to be a top 24 running back, but I'm saying he's probably going to get a shot and get some opportunity to get on the field if, if he, he shows well. If he well. gets a shot, though, you could flip him for a lot because oh, then, he, then he's the Kansas City yes. running back, and this yes. is the conversation that we're really getting to the meat yes. of, right? It's like yes. you want him because if he gets that shot – He's worth a lot to a lot of people, and you could sell yeah. him for a lot. So yeah, I think that's yeah. the move you'd want to make in Dynasty for redraft purposes, though. He could he could maybe be a league winner. You never know. But I'm not going to bet that right now. And I think, but I do to your point, he's been showing well. He's a talented player, and and Kansas City will definitely give players that fit their system and their scheme the best a shot 
over draft capital, money, all these other types Agreed. of things. So I think that you're right that they definitely could see Pacheco in that role. It just depends on how the other guys look overall. Robert, Robert is all in, man. Rob, Robert is is all damn in on Isaiah Pacheco. Robert, if he balls out this year, we're gonna make sure we're gonna make sure we give you props because you you are all in, my friend. You all are in. all in, and I fucking love the conviction uh, from that guy, man. Good shit, Robert. Uh, speaking, let's just stay on the rookie thing because there's a lot of rookies getting hyped, Jay, and it's it's crazy because everybody's talking about how bad the Pittsburgh offense is probably gonna be. Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, I don't know. Offensive line stinks. We talked about Deontay Johnson getting his bag. But if the, if this offense is going to be so bad, how the hell are we in on Claypool and George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris? And like there's got to be a breaking point somewhere, right? And I think a lot of us were thinking in Dynasty, no shot in hell Pittsburgh. I mean, we've been saying it. We don't think Pittsburgh's going to re-sign Deontay. They give him two yeah. years. What is this? It this to me signifies probably the end of Chase Claypool in Pittsburgh, yep. and not the end of Deontay Johnson. And yep. two years from now, Deontay would be twenty seven. He could go out get another deal from Pittsburgh or go get a deal elsewhere. But are you still as bullish on George Pick? Because people are talking about Pickens now, like being a guy yeah. that you could throw out there right now from day one. Where I think he's got the talent to do that. I just don't know if Pittsburgh could support that from day one. Um, yeah, well, supporting it, definitely not, right. especially if Claypool is healthy, right? That's the, the bigger point here to, to what you're saying is that can they support it? Probably not. Um, It's going to be a lot of Deontay, probably a bit of Claypool. And then like, I'm curious to see what they do with the slot too, right? I think Calvin Austin could be a guy who plays a bit in the slot. Um, Because the one thing that's about George Pickens yeah. that I'm not seeing is I'm not seeing that slot utilization. No, he's not. not. It's not concerning, but that's, a, that's usually how Pittsburgh works these guys in, you know, whether it's Antonio Brown, whether... Whether it's, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, these guys, as talented as they are, they started in the slot. And then as they sent those guys off to go on to get their free agent bags, they brought in new guys and moved them outside. So I wish we could see a little bit more George Pickens in the slot. But, Ray, I think what we could see, I'm not going to say that's going to happen for sure. We could see Deontay playing more in the slot on three wide receiver sets and let George Pickens play outside with Claypool. And I think that could be a way to get him on the field more so than anything else. And then you have Calvin Austin, who could also play the slot. Yeah. But I'm curious how they make that work, because Claypool's not going in the slot more than likely. doesn't seem like George Pickens is going in the slot. And so realistically, if you're doing something like that, I think Dallas in the same spot, your best option may be to put your best receiver in the slot, keep your two guys that succeed outside, outside, and make your offense better that way. Um, but again, I, I still think Frymouth can have a good season, because again, okay. he's a tight end. He's not a wide receiver. But George Pickens, we'll see. Does he eat into Deontay's workload potentially? And I think that's that's kind of the downside with Deontay. If Pickens if Pickens looks good and gets work, that's going to eat into somebody's workload. It'll probably be a bit of Deontay and a bit of Claypool. But man, outside of Najee, it's hard to like too many guys. It's, again, with Fryermuth, it's just I think the targets will be there. Tight end sucks, and he's super talented with probably a pretty good touchdown ceiling if he's the guy in the red zone. So I do like him from that perspective. But outside of that, it's difficult to know what to expect from any of these guys, especially we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be this season. Joe, the answer is yes. She's asking if Pacheco is really explosive. Yes, yes. And he's got and he's got good size. He is super explosive, man. He just played at Rutgers and they stink, right? Um, yeah. yeah, Pickens is going to play on the outside. I'll tell you, Calvin Austin's look good, Jay. Like really Matt good. Brunin came in here. He's defended Calvin Austin for some time, saying that Calvin Austin was going to be a top twenty-four wide receiver. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, Matt. You know I love you. I ain't going to go that far. 
but he looks good and bright. He's a little guy, but he's got that speed, and we'll see. We'll see how Calvin Austin. The, the The issue isn't the receiving and the weapons, man. I'm, I still asked you about the damn quarterback, no. and you didn't mention him. I asked you about the quarterback, and you brought nothing up. Like, let Bro, me, what are we going to people what are we know about do Trubisky with the or Kenny Pickett? Come on, man, have some what? conviction. What conviction? What, here's here's my conviction, Ray. They're going to be bad. Like, I don't know. I don't care who plays quarterback. They are going to be bad. And if they're not bad, it's because they're running the quick passing game that nobody wants to see in Pittsburgh with Deontay running slants and these short little routes and a lot of yak. That's what's. That's how they're going to win games if they can win games. I just don't know if I believe that any of these quarterbacks can get it done. I, I would, If it was me, I would roll with Mitch to start. We've heard yes. that it's Mitch's job to lose. Yes. But it doesn't sound like he's winning it either. At least Marcus Mariota is winning the job in Atlanta. And that's been reported for a while, right? If he can't even win the job over Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, that's a problem. Like, let's be honest, that's a problem. And I don't know what to do with them because I love all the players on the team. But if they don't have a quarterback, they can't do anything. And we know that we've seen that for years with Ben Roethlisberger. So what do we do now? I don't know, man. It's just we got we got a we got a boomer in here trying to trying to super chat us. And <laughs> how the hell do you add text to the chat? Just drop <laughs> drop your question in here, and I promise you we'll get you. We will not we will not miss that. Um, you know, he, here's my thing, Jay. A lot of these a lot of these rookie receivers are showing out right now. A lot of them are showing out. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we just need to temper expectations. Like we, like I, I'm even working on that, right? Except for Drake London, those are the only, yeah. those are the only expectations that I'm not tempering. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. There all isn't a higher person on the Falcons' offense than one Ray Garvin this I, season. I'm bullish. one of the worst offenses in the league last year. Ray is all in on the Atlanta Falcons and Marcus no, Mariota this no, season. No, to no, blow I'm up. all in. Thousand okay. yards for both Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Double digit touchdowns. Book it. That means Marcus Mariota is going to be fantasy viable. Just, just I, think about that, Ray. You should be drafting some more Marcus Mariota. I didn't. I've bullish. never said both of them will be thousand yard receivers. I've never. Kyle Pitts will be. Kyle Pitts. I will put. My, Kyle Pitts is going for you, a thousand. So okay. So you think that Kyle Pitts has a better shot of getting a thousand yards than Drake London? Yes. Because I would. I would actually yes. say the opposite. No. Personally. No. 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 Okay. Kyle, Kyle you Pitts. So you. So, you, so you, would you want to place a bet that who gets there first? What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? I could case of Tosa Chico. You buy me a case. How many cases we got on the line? You owe me about seven cases at this point. No, no. We'll see how the season plays out, but I may need to get a courier to take these cases to your house. Just give me the money and I'll go buy the cases. So what's the bet? Who gets to a thousand yards? I don't think Drake's getting a thousand, first of all. But if you want to put it, I will gladly take this bet. I've never said he's getting a thousand receiving yards. You want to do more most receiving yards between the two then? Yes, and Kyle okay. Pitts, that's a London. bad bet. Okay. Okay. I'll take London. Lock it in. Locked in. Bet good. Y'all heard it uh, on August the 5th. More receiving yards, Kyle Pitts or Drake London. I'm telling you, I, I've, I've, not, I've never said that, but I do think the offense is going to flow through those two guys, and I do think Marcus Mariota will have some fantasy viable weeks this year, oh, no doubt, man. I mean, absolutely. the touchdown upside for that offense, I mean, you're playing with the Twin Towers, dog. I mean, it's David yeah. Robinson, Tim... I mean, not say it as those are Hall of Fame players. I'm not. I'm not putting yeah, Drake London players. in the Hall of Fame, right? Quite, I'm just. Doesn't quite work. It's no, YouTube, it's man. Somebody will flame me. Oh my God, he actually compared Drake London to Tim Duncan. No, I'm just saying he's got the twin towers out there. All they've got to do is just throw it up, 
and those dudes are skying over people catching touchdown yeah. passes, man. I, I do not think I do not think he's going for a grand this year, though. But uh, Robert Robert's all in. Rob, Isaiah Pacheco, Drake London, and and I'm I think it's it's going to be consolidated consolidated targets like that. Who else are oh, they going to throw to in that offense, man? It's going to be a heavy dose of Pitts and a heavy dose of Drake. Yeah, no, they, they, they don't have anybody else, right? Maybe some Olamide Zacchaeus, and some Cordero Patterson on maybe. the outside, maybe. You know, they talked about him playing less running back this season. But outside of those two guys, I'm not sure who's going to get much of the work overall, personally. All right, I want to get to the people. I want to get to some super chats. We got we got some trade stuff to talk about. But uh, Jay, do you wanna you wanna do the you wanna do some uh, some highlights before we get into the trades or uh, sure. the super chats? Do you wanna sure. get into some highlights before we get into super chats? All right, so yeah, we're gonna pull up it. some highlights, some training camp highlights right here. What do we got, DJ Jay? Shark. Oh, we start with DJ Shark. DJ Shark. Let's start with DJ Bam. Shark. Full extension. Vintage yeah. DJ Shark. That's my boy yeah. right there. That's DJ Shark From right time. there. That's a nice one. That's a oh, nice one. I good. think. I think. I think what we need to do is start with some uh, honorable mentions here that you didn't put in there, Jay. Little Cortland Sutton. Oh, that's Sutton? Cortland oh, Sutton. Oh, no. I thought he gave him the ball. Jesus, no, no. Cortland Sutton, baby. One more time. Little Cortland Sutton. Going up and getting it. Mm-hmm. Bad read. Come on. Who is that? That's not so I don't know who 23 is, but I got to see this catch one more time because uh, I'm pretty high. God damn, good. man. That was nice. Good. That was nice, Jay. All right. You know we're going to put oh it God. in there. There we go. There we go. The separation there specialist himself, Drizzy Drake, nice on all pro, a pro bowl cornerback, Casey Hayward. I know he's not in his prime, but <laughs> when you're getting yapped, Rocky in, yap, Rocky yeah. out. Another rocker step. Look yes. at this. Just one more time. Uh, right here. Uh, bring it in. Now Peter go get good. it, big dog. Go get it, Drizzy. That's get. Let's get the... Uh, Let's get with Stephon Diggs. Little Stephon Diggs. Oh, Let's bring it back. Diggs. Oh, got oh, you. See ya. There it is. Number one. Best Diggs. runner in the league. Ain't close. You said best Diggs. runner in the league, eh? I think so, yeah. There for we sure. go. There you go. Another dude. angle. The DJ Shark. Another Woo! angle of the Shark catch. Oh, just deep. That was Jared man, Goff that threw that too, Jay Rich. He could be good, well, right, Let's bring that back. That's Jared Goff throwing that to, to, to DJ Shark. Let's bring that. Look at Goff. Goff uh, putting everything into that bitch. Full extension. Everything in yeah, that. that full extension. Nice I like DJ Beautiful. Chark. I like DJ Chark this year. I've been on some DJ yeah. Chark, though, Jay. Allen Robinson, lefty. Mm-hmm. Lefty specialist in the corner of the end zone. Who threw that? Look Number 13, that. Kurt Warner, throwing him the ball. Look at Kurt <laughs> Warner out there. Getting, getting a robber shot. Ashton Doolin going up and getting it over. I don't know who that was, but he literally jumped yeah, over. Yeah, this was sick. This that was, was filthy. nasty. Yeah, Number that one catch filthy. I saw for sure. That, that was filthy. Ashton Doolin going up and getting that it. That was filthy. Just nasty. That was filthy. Diggs. All right. Yeah, that's Diggs. That's Diggs. All right. Let's get that off of there. No more highlights, Jay. We got some super chats that we got to get to after Kurt Warner bombing passes to uh, yes, Allen Robinson. All right. Let's go. We had a failed super chat, but we're going to get it in the building. And it is not a boomer. They said they are 20 years old. So I don't know what's going on. But super flex, tight end premium, second most draft capital league, draft five rookies. Who are you walking away with, Jay? And it's an auction, rookie auction, super flex, tight end premium, second most bankroll in there. Five rookies. Who are you walking away with, Jay? Um, That's tough. I think one of the guys I would definitely walk away with is Jahan Dotson. Okay. Um, maybe- because I don't think he's being talked about enough. You know, with these auctions, it's difficult to see 
where the hype train is, right? Like Brees Hall would probably be a pretty good value yes, right but, now. But, I think Sky Moore would be tough to get. Drake London would be tough to get. Right. Um, Try to no, find I some think, values here. Try to find some auction values here. Like, I think Drake London. Okay, so here's here's my question to you, Ray. Would you rather go after Drake London or Traylon Burks? Because I think based on the hype, where they're at, kind of in their development, I'd expect them to go for around the same amount of money. Which one would you place your bet on overall if you had to pick one of them? I know you like them both. I like them both, man. I like both of them. Would you target both though? Whichever one was cheaper. Whichever one was cheaper, I'd be fine with. Whichever one I don't have to. If 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 I'm just, I don't know the budget. I don't know the the team settings. Any of that, right? Let's just say London went for a hundred dollars and Traylon Burks was going for eighty. Give me Traylon Burks. I want whichever one is cheaper. But yeah, if if you You don't necessarily know that though, going in, let's give away. Well, you can kind of read the room. You can see what's going on in in the auctions. But some some rookies that I would want to walk away with that I think you can. Jalen Tolbert would be on the list for me. I would want to leave that auction with Jalen Tolbert. You can probably get him for cheap. I know you're going to try to lock up. You know, I don't know how much your but this is a hard question with not knowing your bankroll and all of that. You'd want to want to walk away with the best player in the rookie draft class, which I believe that is Brees Hall. Like, I would want to walk away with Brees Hall. And I think the better question is, would you be okay grabbing Brees Hall and missing out on Traylon Burks and Drake London and then opting for a Jahan Dotson, opting for a Jalen Tolbert, opting for one of those players? I think Rashad White would be another running back that I would have a lot of interest in walking away from that auction. If you land Brees Hall, I'm going to assume that depletes a lot of your auction budget. So you've got to kind of value dive after that. I think that would be one that I'd be in on. Tyrion Davis-Price, who's not getting a lot of hype right now, maybe his value has been suppressed. Alec Pierce from uh, Indianapolis, uh, the Colts, I wouldn't mind walking away with him. All reports Mm -hmm. are he's going to be a a big part of that offense. So I think for me, I would definitely want to walk away with a Brees Hall. Like I want the best player in the rookie draft class, the hit rate for those guys, the draft capital, the opportunity. But I think you can bypass some of the expensive wide receivers. And while I don't put Alec Pierce or Jalen Tolbert on the same playing field as Traylon or Drake London, if I can save that cash and get multiple darts at those receivers later, that'd be good. TDP is somebody I want. Zamir White that we saw last night, Rashad White. I think we'll those would be... We'll see how he looks, right? Zamir Zeus could be good. bumped up now We didn't after, really talk about night. it, man, but Zeus looked good. He looked good yeah. last night. And so Stone said in the chat as well, uh, J-Mo is a guy who would definitely be targeting. J-Mo solid. Again, yeah, playing zero hype about him. I think Olave is another guy who, if he goes cheap enough, could be a good value. Um, Isaiah Spiller, you know, there's conflicting reports about whether he could be the guy or he's going to be, you know, running with the third team. So I think there's a few guys out there that you could definitely target. But again, it comes down to value. How much are they worth? I would be targeting the guys that aren't being seen right now. Right. So probably go for cheaper. And I think Christian Watson is another one. If he went cheap enough, I would go after him. Right. Yeah. He's still on Green Bay. No one's talking about him. If he's cheap enough, I think there's a world where you could get him for a really good value in an auction instead of having to pay. Five star Pete said Algier. I, I, I'm, I'm just this is a tough question to answer because I don't know the bankroll. But yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd want those. I'd want some of these running backs that have a shot, man. I, I want some of these running backs that have a shot to get on the field. And you could think about the price that you that you have to pay to get them. Um, so if you had a, any more context before we get out of here, throw that in there because I love auction questions. I love superior way to do a startup, Joe. I know you hear me talking about auctions, and I remember everything. I remember your ass saying you don't want to do auction. We're gonna get you in an auction league, Joe. I'm telling you, you're going to participate in an auction league with us. All right, Kyle Pitts, Cam Akers, and a 23 first. Jay, what are you doing, Pitts or Cam Akers and a 23 first? I guess you take pits. It ain't no guess. Come I know on, you're man. taking. I know you're yeah, taking yeah, pits. 
I, I would I would even take Pitts in that instance. Yes. Um, I don't know if I believe in Cam Akers. Do you even that care much. if it's tight in premium? If it what if it's not tight in no, premium? You I don't, don't care? care. I still I still okay. think Pitts is probably worth it. Okay. For what he's probably gonna do this season, it's yeah, it's probably worth it. Okay. All right. We got another one from Patrick. Let's get Patrick on the board. Interesting names dropped in my league. Pierre Strong, Ty Chandler, Jerome Ford. Order these stashes or should I drop uh Cobb? I'm assuming uh Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb? Uh, if it is Randall, listen, Patrick, if that's Randall Cobb, yes, you drop him. Uh, Kevin Harris, would you pick up, would you, would you pick up any of these guys? I have heard nothing about Jerome Ford this camp. Nothing. Same. I've heard nothing. I would swap Pierre Strong for Kevin Harris pretty easily. You would take Pierre Strong over Harris? I think I would too. What about Ty Chandler? I've heard nothing about Ty Chandler. and I, it's he, not he's that on I, Minnesota, right? Yes, like, and I just, it's not that I, I haven't. He's about. been. Ba- I just haven't heard anything about about yeah. Ty Chandler. I've heard nothing. So yeah, I, I I've heard nothing about Jerome Ford. I, I guess I would yeah. want Pierre Strong. I definitely I would don't swap want him Randall, and Kevin Harris for sure. I don't want Randall Cobb. I know he's that. projected as potentially James White's backup, right? Um, so James yeah. White's still on still on IR, right? Like yeah. he's still very injured. Yeah. So there could be potential for him to do something, but again, it just comes down to Pierre Strong was drafted much earlier than Kevin Harris, so you might as well make that swap because we know that draft capital does lend itself to playing time and opportunities. So I would probably make that swap. Yeah, myself. where's Eric Vanek at? Well, who, where the hell is Eric at to give us the training camp notes? <laughs> but this is a good, dirty question, Patrick, because I I honestly, I, I probably would rather Pierre Strong because, yeah, and somebody said Alexander's banged up. Ty Chandler got a little run. All right, let's, we're getting some news here. Got a little run last week when Maddie sat for a day, had positive reviews. All right, there you go. There, go, there we go. There we go. Some positive news. We've got a couple of more super chats that we got to get to. we got Tanner. This is a big one. All right. Full rebuild. Rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. He said bye to Devontae Adams. Good job. Uh, the Okay. He traded Devontae Adams, the 109 this year, and a 2023 second for Elijah Moore, Traylon Burks, and a 23 first. I suspect to be, I suspect to be early. Thoughts? I was content with the overpay. I think it's okay. You know, I mean, in Dynasty, it's hard to trade Devontae Adams, right? Because you know, how, you know how much he can produce. And to get two firsts for him, like Elijah Moore, for him. who's worth at least another first. I like this deal. I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, I'm curious what the 109 was because that 109 for 107 swap, curious how much that mattered. Yeah, but who was Burks 109? Good. Who was 109? If he got Burks, I'm, I'm going to just take a wild guess and say it was Jamison Williams, uh, Sky Moore. So what if Johnson, this was right. if this was Devonta Adams, Sky Moore in a second, or Elijah Moore, Traylon Burks in a first on a full rebuild? What would you do, Jay? I, I don't like. You, I don't you, hate. You I want like the this Elijah Moore. Like fuck it, you man. Do. Like yeah, you, you needed to get off receivers. Traded traded away Devonta Adams. You know you hope both those guys can be really good. Elijah Moore is looking like a beast already. So if he's healthy, he should be really good. But if you're rebuilding, this is just the trade you have to make, and you got to make it eventually. So why not make it to get? He said it was Kenny Pickett. He said it was Kenny Pickett. Oh, oh, <laughs> stop, buddy! That's stop. Uh, we probably accept. we probably need to to lay off Kenny Pickett just a tad bit, Jay. I think he's been really? stank. He's been a little bad, but you know what, man? It's early. He's a rookie. We probably should just give him a little a little grace, we, right? I'm, I'm happy to walk it back. I'm just happy a little to walk bit. I'm not telling Pickett. you to full fledged backpedal, but just. Just a little bit. Just give him some time, all right? I, I don't yeah. think anybody is thinking he's going to be a top 12 quarterback, but give him some time. But, Tanner, uh, this is uh, this is great. If you traded Adams, Kenny Pickett in a second for Elijah Moore, Traylon Burks in a first on a full rebuild, I, I don't think there was an overpay at all. Maybe, maybe you sold Adams 
80 cents on the dollar. But you know what, man? Sometimes you just make those deals, move on and get it over with, right? So I don't I don't hate this deal for you at all. And you saved yourself from selecting Kenny Pickett. Good job, yep. sir. Good job. Uh, Jay, I think we went through everything, went through all the super chats. Jay acknowledged uh, me calling her out, saying that we need to get her ass in an auction league, and she said she'll think about it. Uh, Mike Anderson is in the building. Good morning to you, Mike A. I didn't see you earlier. And uh, I appreciate everybody tapping in and engaging in the comments. Marlon, Shorts, George, Patrick Price, Joe, everybody, EV in the building. Five Star Pete, we still love you, man. You you go hard sometimes, Pete, but God damn it, you're here every day, and we love and appreciate you. I'm glad everybody tapped in for this week. Next week, we are only going to have two shows because old GQ will be at the Fantasy Football Expo this Friday, next Friday. Oh. It's already next Friday, man. Like the Expo's oh, next week, so damn. I'll be in okay. I'll be in Canton, Ohio. Uh, we'll have uh, content there. There's a flag football tournament there. So there'll probably be video footage of all your favorite fantasy analysts showing how <laughs> non-athletic they are. And don't worry, we will have footage uh, from that weekend that we'll share with y'all. So we'll have some fun on Monday and Wednesday of next week. Jay, anything else you want to say? Shout out the newsletter. The newsletter's yep. out if you're watching this. All Gas Newsletter out now. Link in the description. Eric, Mike, me, Jordan, everybody, Dynasty Barry, Jeff Mueller. We got injury shit is for free. Hit the link in the description. Subscribe to the All Gas Newsletter. And there will start to be Easter eggs in the newsletter for giveaways. I got a bunch of shit that I got to give away. Signed jerseys, paintings, all kinds of stuff. You got to read the newsletter and be subscribed to find those Easter eggs to figure out how to get in. I saw somebody ask about the Kyler Murray thing, Jay, the Kyler Murray thing. We had over like 200 and something things hit either our account or the uh, the Twitter DM. So we have still oh, not Jesus. worked through that. But I promise you, we have something lined up for Kyler. Every game he plays bad, we will have a meme pulled up of Kyler Murray and reasons why he played bad. So it will be fun. I promise you all that. And once we figure out the winners, we will get some stuff potentially sent out to them. But Jay, anything else? I, I know I asked you this like three times already. <laughs> I don't think so. I think okay. I, I think that's it. I was thinking of something earlier. Slipped my mind. Let's move on. Okay. Everyone have a good weekend. Well, we're not going to move on. We're going to we're going to go home. It's the weekend, baby. We're going to go home. Yes, sir. So we appreciate y'all tapping in the show. Hit the thumbs up button, like, subscribe for the content. Hit that newsletter button at the bottom. Y'all be great. Enjoy the weekend. Like training, like real preseason is next week, right, Jay? Real quick, real. Yeah, next week. Next week, next we got week real, for real preseason. preseason. Week one preseason. Man, it's football. It's football. We're back. I'm glad y'all are tapped in. Make sure if y'all got specific things that y'all want to talk about, hit us up in the comments. Leave us some comments. Hit us up in the DMs, and we'll try to get to it on the show. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. I'm out. Peace. Peace.